Hello again, and welcome to our St. John Daily Podcast. My name is Rick Robers, and today we begin the book of Ezra. Ezra is a part of the Old Testament known as the historical books. And what makes Ezra unique is that its author, widely believed to be Ezra himself, is a priest and a scribe. He is not like many of the other authors in the Old Testament who are prophets. The first part of Esther has to do with the return of the exiles from Babylon. The Jews are returning to Jerusalem. The Persian emperor Cyrus decreed in 538 BC that ethnic groups that had been exiled from their homelands by the Assyrians and by the Babylonians can now return. And this is a story that is a great testament that God fulfills his promises. And we need to remember this at times when we are impatient or when we are in despair. Yes, there was captivity and there was pain, but ultimately there was a reunion with their homeland. And many returned. Let's read an account of some of the names from the list in chapter 2. Now these were the people of the province who came up out of the captivity of those exiles whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried captive to Babylonia. They returned to Jerusalem and Judah, each to his own town. They came with Zerubbabel, Yeshua, Nehemiah, Zariah, Reliah, Mordecai, Bilshan, Mispar, Bigvi, Rehom, and Banah. This is the word of the Lord. And so many other names are mentioned in chapter 2. The sons of Era, the sons of Gebar, the sons of Asna, the sons of Hatil. It was an exciting time, and the Jews immediately began rebuilding the temple that the Babylonians had destroyed. And it would be nice to paint a picture of the Israelites returning and rebuilding the temple with not a care in the world. Unfortunately, there was opposition to the rebuilding from leaders with political acumen that was so strong that they actually ceased work for 10 years. Don't we see this today in our own culture? As believers, we face much opposition to our kingdom building. So many in our culture do not want to see the kingdom of God being built. And there are too many examples to mention. A school district in our area recently preventing children from wearing t-shirts with a Pray for Peace slogan on it. Or many espousing a culture of death and threatening violence to those who celebrated the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Brothers and sisters, in our own church, we had to keep watch around the clock against potential vandals on that weekend. These can be scary times, but remember, God fulfills his promises. And despite the opposition, the temple was rebuilt. And despite the opposition we face today, his kingdom will come. Alleluia. I'm going to throw a curveball today. We're going to close with an assignment. If you have time, and if you feel called to do so, go back to chapter 2 and slowly and prayerfully reread the names of those who came up out of Israel. This is far from a futile exercise. It is tempting to skip over a list of names in the Bible, especially when names are hard to pronounce. I will confess to being guilty of this. But God placed these names in his holy word for a purpose. These genealogies ultimately lead to the birth of Jesus Christ. And we are prayerfully reading over these names, the names of those who have gone before us. They are a part of our Christian story. They all played a role, however small, in the incarnation of Christ. Let us pray. 
Father, we pray in the holy name of your son, Jesus Christ. We pray that we'd remember that you always fulfill your promises and help us to remember this, especially in times when we are experiencing our own captivity of impatience and despair. And Father, we give thanks to those who have gone before us. Amen.